welcome to PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brad Soboleski. Your time is valuable and so is mine. And this is another one in my series of brief podcast episodes focused on a single clinical entity or topic. And this episode hones in on stress dose steroids. Here's a major take-home point. If you've got a really sick patient in front of you and they're on daily steroids, give them stress dose steroids. All right. That's not it. We should talk more. Okay. Anyway, the reason you should think about stress dose steroids is because adrenal insufficiency is life-threatening, right? And if you ignore it, then they will go into refractory shock and you will not be able to fix them no matter what you do. Patients on chronic daily steroids are at risk for this if they get sick. So think kids with leukemia, inflammatory bowel disease, rheumatologic problems, nephrotic syndrome. And when they undergo physiologic stress, you can exacerbate adrenal insufficiency. So that could be a febrile illness, vomiting and diarrhea, a physical injury like a broken bone, a seizure, a recent surgery, undergoing anesthesia. You get the picture. The clinical signs and symptoms of adrenal insufficiency mimic those of sepsis and other illness. So you get fatigue, weakness, nausea, vomiting, belly pain, lightheadedness, sweatiness, seizures, coma. Those are all bad. And if those occur with fever because the kid got a virus, then you're going to think sepsis. And frankly, in real life, yeah, if this is a sick kid with a suppressed immune system, treat him for sepsis as well, but don't forget the steroids. On a lab, the most consistent finding is hyponatremia. You can see hyperkalemia most often in primary, kind of that genetic adrenal insufficiency, hypercalcemia, and hypoglycemia, which is more common in the tinier babies. Kids could be hypotensive and hypoglycemic abruptly even after they look okay in their initial part of the ED course. So stress dose steroids are an increased dose of an exogenous steroid to account for the stress that the patient is under. Let's face it, there's limited evidence on the optimal dose regimen. And families are often educated to actually give these at home. So adept families will stress dose their kids at home per a pre-derived protocol with their medical care team. This is like a adrenal insufficiency action plan, kind of like an asthma action plan. And I always had trouble with the math. So once I learned that you can just kind of give a general range and it'll be okay and no one will yell at you, I felt so much better. You can stress dose somebody orally, intramuscularly, or through an IV. So the oral stress dose is the total daily dose of hydrocortisone times three, divided into four doses. So you're giving that every six hours. IM dosing is given if the kid is puking up and can't tolerate oral medications. And this is hydrocortisone, 25 milligrams for a kid younger than three, 50 milligrams for a kid between three and 12 years of age, and 100 milligrams for children greater than 12 years of age. This is about eight to 10 times the physiologic amount of cortisol that you make as a human being. IV hydrocortisone is preferred if you're in the ED, obviously. If you can't give it IV within 15 minutes and you're needing to stress dose the kid, then go the IM route. Dexamethasone is not suitable for primary adrenal insufficiency because it doesn't really have mineralocorticoid action. You could use methylprednisolone, but again, hydrocortisone is preferred. 
follow that same dosing schema. 25 for a kid three years of age and under, 50 milligrams for a kid three to 12 years of age, and 100 milligrams for a kid greater than 12 years of age. After that initial stress dose, then you follow it by giving 50 to 100 milligram per meter squared per day, divided every six hours for one to two days. Most of that will happen upstairs in the ICU or on the floor. Obviously, you're also going to want to manage the ABCs and fluid resuscitate with lactated ringers or normal saline. Supplement glucose as needed, and if the kid has an infection, well, you should go ahead and treat that. Should you get serum cortisol or ACTH levels? Sure, but I'm not going to use them in the ED, right? Ideally, if a kid is on long-term daily steroids, the focus should be on getting an IV and giving them IV if possible. I am, if you can't do it within 15 minutes, and at least, at least, least, least getting an AccuCheck glucose to make sure that they're not hypoglycemic. Okay, so that's it for this brief episode of PEM Currents. Ultimately, just take a history and find out, is this kid on daily steroids? And if they are, and they're sick in front of you, stress dose them. No one will get on your case if you give not the precise amount, just stress dose. A delay is worse than giving too much or a little bit too little. Check out PEMblog.com for more great educational content. Follow me on Twitter at PEMTweets. I got a Facebook page if that's still your thing. And I'd really appreciate it if you leave some feedback. That could be a comment on the blog, direct message on Twitter, or a review on your favorite podcast site. For PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast, this has been Brad Soboleski. See you next time.